Oh, dear God. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 216? No. Mm-mm. 330-243-7625? Is that the phone number? 100%. I almost gave out my cell phone number. <laughs> that's the kind of morning I'm having. I almost, legitimately, that's what almost happened right there. Munch does that sometimes, dude. He just what? throws he just throws his phone number out there. He'll just throw it out. I've heard him do it on his show before, and I'm like, no, that's not his real phone number, is it? And he'll do that on his show. That's berserk. It is, dude. It is. Well, Munch is an OG. He's an OG. My guess is he's got two cell phones. Okay. Two phones. They call him two phones. <laughs> he would actually, he would love that joke. Yeah, I, uh... I'm having that kind of morning. Okay. I got a little deer in headlights thing going on. Okay. And uh, I'm worried I'm awful. I, I really am worried. No, like, hear me now. I know everybody just went, dude, we've been yeah, listening a long time. We kind of got this figured out, right? All right. No, no, no. I, legitimately, I am. I, uh, everybody's been saying this to me. And not just to me, but to everybody. No more political ads, right? Right. And so... Yeah, you're right. Nobody's going to have, but now we get the analytics of Twitter and everything calling uh, over the numbers. Here's how many seats Obama lost and Clinton and Bush lost this many seats and now Trump. And but so historically, you know, in the first this and the first. So it's like this isn't really over now. It's, as a matter of fact, 10 years ago, it would have been over for most of us today. Yeah. But today, more than ever, it, it, it's just now getting it's the starting pistol. Right. Yeah. And so I've been. Some people say running away from it, hiding it, head and sand it. I don't know, however you want to put it, but I've been trying to navigate further and further away from politics. A little bit here and there, and we're going to have to do it today. Trump said some crazy stuff yesterday. Some stuff went down, and uh, we're going to have to play some audio at 8 o'clock. But this is really what I'm meaning to say is that I don't want the whole show to be that. And so as I'm looking at what all the hot stories are, it's all coming back to this dude, which is what he wants. But for me, it's got me in like a little bit of a deer in headlight situation this morning, right? And here's why I think I'm awful. Okay. So I wake up this morning and I like text the girlfriend and I'm telling her about this. She's like, what's going on today? I said, well, you know, I'm kind of already, you know, a little worried about this, this and that. And let me, let me actually, I want to read it. Okay. Because it made me want to chuck my phone out of the window. <laughs> I was in the drive-thru at Dunkin' Donuts getting my coffee and I was reading her text back, you know, to me. And I, instead of like being like, oh my God, look at this loving, supporting person I have, I wanted to throw my phone out of the goddamn window. <laughs> she says, I said, I'm just scattered. There's not a lot to talk about today outside of the political realm and I'm just kind of trying to stay away from it right now. She's like, you're going to get this figured out. She's like, look for inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Look for inspiration. It's all around you. And here this is, right? I've been waiting 40 some years yeah. for somebody to care enough about me to be like, yo, bro, calm down. I'm here with you. We, I got you. And instead of me being like, this is great. I got everything going in the right direction. I want to go home where she's not even at and take her by the hair and drown her in the goddamn bathtub. <coughs> like, I don't, I don't know what it, this is. Like, and I don't, and again, I'm kind of kidding here. Like, she's great. But what I'm saying is, is like, I got to figure out how when somebody's trying to be nice to me, to me not eye roll her. Cause that's what I do. Like a little bit of like, you know, like, like the sweetness women are allowed to have. Like, instead of me being, being like, dude, it's kind of cool. My chick kind of likes me. She kind of loves me. Like, instead of that, I'm like, oh, well, you just let me be pissed. Well, I just want to be pissed. There's plenty to unpack here. Um, yeah, I think you do have a hard time with people that are nice to you. And I can only imagine in a relationship sense how much that rears its ugly head. Time out. We'll to. get there. The phone okay. number is 1-800-243-7625, not 330. Oh, my God. Chris, thank you so much for tweeting that in. Oh, my God. Bro, you got to get it together today. Should I do this? I don't know.
<laughs> like, that's a good question. And uh, I am under no influences, by the way. I know that's what people might think, given my uh, my you know reputation in history. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm under nothing. But for some reason today, I'm just like, oh god. You've got you've got like I said a lot of different things going on here. Okay. As far as like, all right, well let's figure out what's you know what's going on with the show and what's happening here. Um, you're 100 percent correct in that this is. Nobody's talking about anything else. Like, it's still at this point, like, every news story, every everything. And if you're not trying to do that, which I respect and appreciate, I would like to think that most of the audience probably feels the same way of, well, like, we've gotten the stories, we've heard the things, like, we get it, but, like, there's no need, especially today, when we've exhausted it for the past two weeks and, you know, election two day. Two years! Well, yes, yes, two, <laughs> two years. Two years! But it was in overdrive, and we're talking the political ads, we're talking the, the, the coverage of it, the watching of it. And then yesterday, everything that happens, I think most people in the audience understand, respect, and appreciate that, like, you guys are not overdoing this. I think a lot of people are. So, like, I I, I think we're right there. I just don't know where to go with it. Well, here's what's interesting. Because you said, and you were absolutely right about it, that this is all anybody is talking about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is interesting. Because normally the rule of thumb in, in this and what and what radio shows are is... Talk about what they're talking about. All the time. But if you do that now, now it's the, oh, God, this is everywhere. I can't get away from it. Yeah. And it's just, well, wait a minute. Like, so everybody in the world is the one that's bringing it to be the number one subject, but then we continue talking about the number one subject, and it's our fault. That's why, I mean. I don't know what to do. That's It's 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 a tough Radio for dummies. When Barnes and, look at me, I almost said a bookstore. I'll tell you what our boss is going to tell us to do as a twin spin. He's going to be like, all right, well, back to back, Aerosmith. If you don't know what to do, Def Leppard always knows. Twin spin it, baby. Joel. Elliot always knows what to do. I can guarantee you that Pour some sugar on him. That's what to do. All right. So what we need to do is find inspiration, according to the better half there, right? Look for inspiration. It's all around <laughs> okay. you. Okay. All and right. again, this is a very, and I've, I've said now for a couple of times this week, she's a sweet person. She's an angel of a person. I don't deserve this person. Obviously, she's trying to be nice to me, and I want to whip my cell phone out of the car window. I couldn't believe, I was like, you have got to pull your like stuff together. What's, I don't, I would, I thought I was getting better. We've all tried recently to get better, or I'd like to think a lot of us have. Now, the definition of better probably varies from person to person, but like as a society, I think there's been this movement towards like, yo, let's stop being so awful towards each other. At least like there's at least that murmuring of it. And the problem with it is, though, is doing the right thing is lame. I'm sorry, but it always is, right? Dude, you donate your time <laughs> to young children to, to make sure they don't go to prison. If you give up and don't want to do things, then <laughs> we're all sunk. Sometimes. I find myself like, dude, don't talk about that. Don't post about that. Don't do that. Little don't embrace rolling. that. Because when you do Little that, rolling. people roll their eyes Square, at you. Nerd, e- band nerd. Either either nerd or oh, look at you up there throwing yourself down on the cross. Just trying, trying to make me feel trying worse to about make me. me feel like crap. So like, and here's the thing though, is sometimes I understand that. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, look at this idiot over here thinking he's gonna save the world. And I'm like, wait a second, you are that idiot. You are that person. So like I I I, I, I don't know with your girlfriend. And, you know, I, 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 tr- I try to support optimism, and I don't Dude, know. she's crazy optimistic. Like, I, I want you to embrace that, but at the same time, like, it's a tough thing to do, man. It is. I don't, I, yeah, she, I, I don't know if I can do it. 
<laughs> I mean, she's the greatest, dude, but like, I legitimately, I don't know if I can handle this much sunshine. Now, granted, I've known your girlfriend for a while, um, but this relationship is still new, and I think that's one of the best things about it is that you guys had a relationship before you had a relationship. Yeah. You knew each other. You yeah. guys were able to like be friends and kind of well, like- Well, I courted the hell out of her. Establish a little bit of trust and yeah. like know each other and do all these things before you guys actually became a relationship. Yeah, I was trying there. to get this done years ago. And so, w- with that kind of being said, and <clears throat> like I said, it's still very new, but to me, it seems like she genuinely wants what's best for you. And I don't think that's what you've been accustomed to. I think most other times in relationships, even if it wasn't like that person being malicious at you, like, oh, I, you know, I want to ruin Stansberry's life. Now, there was a couple of those, but I think even past girlfriends that I had seen was more like, what does he offer me? It wasn't so much I want what's best for him. It's what does he offer me? And like that's where I think you're having a little bit of difference now. And that's why when you get this text, you don't know how to deal with it. Of like, oh my god, somebody's trying to like genuinely, you know? Yeah, because normally what I would get historically would be like, oh, you're an idiot. Stop panicking. Everybody loves you. You're obviously, mm-hmm. shows number one, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And just like kind of shrug mm-hmm. it off. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I just don't know. I, I mean, know how to t- I don't know what to tell you. I mean, dude, but... I've been trying, right? I've been, dude. I got therapy. I, 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 I got her. It's just like, dude, happy. To, I, I don't even know if I could spell it this morning. I don't know the phone number of the radio station. Let me see if I can do this. One eight hundred two four three seven six two five. Honey, I promise I'm not going to drown you in the bathtub later. I promise. You're just going to make me want to do it. You're making me wish I could do it. She shouldn't, though. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's the matter with me. There's, a, there's a trend continuing, and again, technology, I believe, is making things a little worse, yet I'm totally guilty. That's next on The Stansberry Show. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the nationwide keyword bank. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. Confidence restored. The, uh, the audience taught me what the phone number is. Good. It is 1-800-243-7625. See, if I don't know it, I guess I can't expect anybody else to know it. You know what might help me? What's that? I think if we made the phone number to the radio station, I don't know, the frequency of the radio station, like if the phone number was blank, 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 106.9. Still wouldn't be 330. (laughs) No, wouldn't have been 330. I know. I know. Definitely not 216. No, I almost gave out my cell phone number. (laughs) Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, I don't know what anybody wants from me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So I saw this, and, uh, you know, this story comes up, you know, once about every three months. And it's interesting because Fantone and I, not that we have an argument about it, but we, we are approaching it from a couple of, you know, from different places here. Where I'm reading now, cord cutting now. It's picking up more steam. They say pay TV has lost one million customers in its largest ever quarterly loss. A million this last quarter. That's what it's saying. Wow. They lost 1.1 subscribers during the July to September period. The largest quarterly loss ever and the first time the industry lost more than 1 million subscribers in a quarter. Wow. I mean, that's a lot of people to lose out of of your your funnel there. Now, I want to say, you know what I mean? Um, There's no way, but I don't have cable. Now, you do. Well, now, there's a little bit of the problem there is because you have to think, too, a lot of people already have done this. You know what I mean? A lot of people either, A, never had cable off the jump, or B, have decided to move on from it. And that's been happening for the past two, three, in the run of this show, it's been happening for the past five years. So the fact that a million new people decided, done with this, that really is surprising. And yes, I still do have cable. All right. Now, what I do 
is I just have my internet access provided to me by my local cable company. Mm-hmm. And then I have like apps via my Xbox or like a, my Roku in my bedroom, and I have Hulu with live TV, right. and I have Netflix, right? So Hulu with live TV, I think it's like 40 bucks is what I pay, and then I, have, uh, I, I pay a little extra so I can have HBO, which I'm about ready to back down and not. Actually, you know what? That reminds me. I'll, I'll do that today and back that down. I don't necessarily need it anymore. Um, but I get everything I want, right. at least everything I want. Now, again, I'm a single man living in there, so like I, I don't. Uh, I, I need. Here's what I need. I need Fox Sports One. I need a little ESPN. I need to be able to watch the Browns on Sunday, and I need the Golf Channel. That's all I really need. Like at the end of the day, I still wish I could do a la carte TV and like and only do that and pay less. But you know, I, we're still years away from that. I bet. Hey, um, I, I I have cable, and I also have a bunch of other streaming options because I pay the internet bill. And my girlfriend kind of pays for uh, everything else, internet cable bill. So why? So because you guys have Hulu with live TV. Yeah. Now what? So we have Netflix. We have Hulu with live TV. We have Amazon Prime and the WWE Network, only nine ninety nine a month. There, ding! That one's free, Vince. <laughs> like, don't worry about that one. Vince is doing all right. Um, so, <clears throat> so what happened here? He's got that Saudi Arabia money. What happened here is when before we moved, you know, I called the cable company and was like, "Hey, I want to switch over my services?" And I said to him, "I'm like, you know what? And just cancel my cable to him. I'm spending too much money on this because I came in at the promised rate, and then they hiked it yeah, up on yeah, me yeah, after yeah. the the twelve month thing, the new customer thing." And they were like, "Oh, Mr. Fantone, you know what?" And Mr. Well, no, here's what here's what I'm going to tell you. It was Mr. Santone because my cable bill comes to Matthew Santone with an S, and that's how I know when they sell my information to people. When I get something in the mail that says Matthew Santone, and I hit him with that, I was like, oh. I know. I was like, I hit him with that. I was like, I know you guys sell my information because you are the ones who misspelled my name. You are the ones, you know, who are who, who's giving these people this Matthew Santone. He's a non-existent person. Who is this guy? Uh. So so once I hit him with that, they were like, oh, sorry, sir. Blah, 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 blah. We're going to give you this discount. And I was like, okay. So what it was, it was only an extra 10 bucks a month now for me to go from the internet that I wanted into the internet and cable that I wanted. Okay, but I don't understand why you would waste the $10 a month because there's nothing that that cable is going to give you that Hulu with live TV won't, will not. Hulu with live TV, yeah. Um, The thing, because you're right, you get all local coverage you get for everything. the most part. It's amazing. Um, the DVR, I mean, it is worth the 40 uh, bucks a month. The DVR, honestly, with Hulu with live TV is not the best. Right. Hulu with live TV has a much better on-demand. I feel like the cable yes. service has a much better uh, DVR. So there's some of that where it's like, well, I can kind of tear through this quicker. I can skip commercials here um so here's the thing if it gets to any more than 10 bucks a month which which you know inevitably it will like they're gonna jack it up on me one day and i'll call them and they can either try to haggle me down and with that 10 bucks a month i get hbo i get cinemax i get like the premiums oh all right okay that i probably would i I, yeah for an introductory rate for all of that i would okay now i see because at first i was like dude you're just wasting a couple hundred dollars a year like what are you thinking about but yeah for those and i mean honestly dude more than anything i do at this point i watch Hulu with live TV, like that's pretty much my primary like television view. If I'm being honest, I don't understand how to use their DVR. It's eh, the whole thing. But, but like, I record stuff and then I go try to watch it and it tells me it's not there. For the most part, all of it's going to be on demand within 24 exactly hours. Exactly right. So like exactly right. Yeah. So I just watch it like that. It's probably Hulu. After that is probably cable, Netflix in third place, everything else fourth, fifth. See, it, w- what's weird about me is that I'll like I'll be Hulu centric for like two months. 
right? And then I'll just like I'll avoid Netflix and just out of laziness, like because I get caught on something that's on right. one of the things, and then right. I'll go back and watch some. And then, uh, but I've been back on Netflix a little bit now. I went back and I started watching uh, Making a Murderer from the beginning again. But I do this wrong. Like I start these episodes at nine thirty at night when I should be sleeping. Yeah. Next thing I know, I'm sleeping through two, and I'm watching the fifth one down. And I'm like, well, wait, did he throw the cat in the fire? What happened? Who's cutting the hair in this county? What's going down? Like it just. I mean, I just feel I feel like my mother. Like I'm lost at the television. Like I don't know what to do. But I'll tell you, like people are gonna say, like you're gonna, they're gonna hear this news and they're gonna go, oh my god, TV's over. Right. And I disagree. There's gonna be peaks and valleys and everything. I've been reading articles about how FM radio is going to die in the next year for 20 years since I've been doing this. And we're broadcasting to you in what in the broadcasting industry would be considered to be a very small market. And they're paying us to be live and doing it. So if that can be true, that if FM radio can survive 20 years of articles of how it's dying, which, by the way, I believe I read just earlier this year that radio listenership is at an all-time high. Nine out of ten Americans, iHeartRadio. Right. Exactly right. (laughs) So, like, you see what I'm saying? So, like, I don't think that this, I think these numbers look scary in headlines, but I don't necessarily think that this means doom and gloom for pay TV. I don't. Because that's what people were trying to sell us about this. And this is fine. This is free, though. And that's the difference there. That that, that radio is free. And, dude, man, oh, man, we are just corporate shills right now. Nine out of ten Americans, it's free for everyone. Download the app. (laughs) I think you reach 93% of Americans. At least. If you advertise with iHeart. At least. With the Stansberry Show. At least. There you go. There you go. Yes, we're preemptively trying to get ourselves out of trouble. We're eventually going to say something they don't like, and I'm going to be able to be like, no, but listen, that one time I did what you guys want me to do. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Yo, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. People ask me about my LASIK surgery all the time, and I tell them the same thing I'm about to tell you, dude. 2020 vision. That's what I wait up with every single morning. You know, I started wearing glasses in the third grade and I thought I was going to have to deal with vision problems for the rest of my life. But thanks to my good friends over at the Rollholt Vision Institute, the inconvenience of glasses and contacts is a part of my history, not a part of my future. So if you're done ordering contacts and you're sick of paying for glasses, I want you to visit a website. It is RollholtVision.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Everybody in the country deserves a raise. I totally agree with that. And at 7 o'clock, there's this really interesting idea on how we can all go about getting a raise. Okay. There's a social experiment that's going on. We're going to find out whether or not you want it coming to your company where you work. Well, your boy's trying to get paid, so bring it on, man. Very interesting. 7 o'clock, we'll do that. 1-800-243-7625 is the phone number I've been told by the audience. <laughs> and you'll need that around 845 as we pass out Canton Charge tickets for their game Saturday night at the Civic Center. Charge player John Holland joining us on the program tomorrow. John's a friend of the show. We like John. I think this is good news. All right. And what I will say, you know what? I hope that this is good news. And more so, I hope it's not fake news. (laughs) Okay. And I hope this goes exactly the way they're saying. I'm reading from Cleveland.com now. That Browns owners, 
G and Demi, uh, G, Jimmy and D Haslam. I don't know why I mixed their names together there. I don't know why it's always got to be both of them. Why can't it just be the Haslams? Why can't it just be Jimmy? Why can't it just be D? What is it? I don't know what the what the what the hierarchy is there because didn't he give her ownership of it because he didn't want it to get taken away because of all the crap he had going on with, with Pilot Flying J and the scams and dude slick Jimmy dude. I'm telling you, if you have white hair and your name still ends with a Y, dude, you are scamming everybody. <laughs> oh, I like the math. Everybody. I do. I like I like the scratch paper. Bill Billy, oh, dude, if you're an old man named Billy, dude, we know you're stealing. We do. That's a good, that's a great piece of math right there. You're right. I like that. I like how you came up with that. Jimmy Haslam kind of sounds to me like the guy. You know who he is to me? And these dudes freak me out. Guys who call their wife mother. <laughs> right? Like that? Like, the, like those kind of guys? I don't know what's like, I don't know what's weirder calling your wife mother all the time or her calling you daddy during sex. But either way, it's weird stuff going on there. I don't know why weird we're dragging stuff. Jimmy Haslam through the mud right now. <laughs> I don't know why that's happening. Because actually, I want to give him credit. Okay. Because according to Cleveland.com, they're saying, look, they're going to put the head coach search in John Dorsey's hands. He's going to do it. He's going to run it the way he wants to do it. He'll get to do it. I love this. This is a football man making a football decision. This is what I've been arguing for a while now, that this is what this organization needs. You need football people making football decisions. I like analytics. Okay, I like looking at it. But I don't think an analytic tells me fourth quarter, down four, know what to do, rise to the moment. Much like a player, same thing with a coach. Do you know what to do in crisis? I'm not sure that the math equation shows me that on the paper, but a guy who knows these situations and has seen guys who know how to do this before can spot the guy. I also think John Dorsey took this job with a quarterback in mind, and he took him number one, shocked the world, took Baker Mayfield, which, by the way, let me admit when I was wrong, apparently, dude, he's the number one rookie quarterback this NFL. The guy I wanted, Sam Darnold, dead last. For the record. Out too. I heard he. I heard he. Uh, I heard Did he hurt he his hurt? foot. Yeah, I heard his foot is messed up. And I was talking to our buddy Dustin yesterday, and he's like, "It's a scam." He's like, "They just don't want him out there. They're embarrassed of him." And I'm like, "Well, I don't know. I don't think I it's don't that." Know. I'll say this. I'll meet Dustin in the middle there. I don't think it's. This, I don't think it's that they don't want him out there because they, they think he's a bust. I think they don't want him out there because they know they're not ready to put their new quarterback out there. Because I think Sam Darnold's situation is worse than Baker Mayfield's. Okay, now that could just be my opinion. But Baker Mayfield's like, he's your top-rated rookie quarterback right now, right? So that was Dorsey. I think he came here knowing what he wanted to do with a quarterback, right? And I think he had a coach in mind. I think in these things that you're not allowed to do, well, you're not allowed to talk to coaches before this, but you know they do. This is a small fraternity of people. Oh, yeah. And I think he's had his plan all along. And if this is true, if this is not fake news, if Cleveland.com has this right, then I think the Browns get turned around and pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like the idea of when you hire people, in Jimmy Haslam's case here, when you hire people, let them do their job. Like, you really kind of have to allow that, and especially as an owner of a pro for, you know, sports franchise. But I think really across the board there, we've all had a boss who meddled too much, and that's why something didn't work out. So, like, I think, I think you have to give him the reins here. And Agreed. I think John Dorsey just has to recognize here that, like, if you're committed to Baker Mayfield, and they are, and they have to be, um, then you have to make this decision based on Baker as opposed to based on what you think the prototypical NFL coach is supposed to be. What I don't want, right, what you don't want is a guy to come in and try to make Baker Mayfield what he wants Baker Mayfield to be. That's not what you got to do. 
Like, there's something in this kid, and he's got that gamer mentality. He's got the thing, and he's got some of the intangibles. So you got to custom tailor it to highlight what he does well. You know, I know a lot of people make a big point of, like, the difference between a boss and a leader and, like, well, are we giving, the you know, these young millennial athletes too much room here? Are we giving them too much? But it's like, you saw what happened when... You had a coach who was trying to put the square peg into the round hole with Todd Haley, or at least an offensive coordinator who was trying to do that, and you saw the the inability for that square peg, no matter how hard you smash it, to fit in that round hole. Last week when Freddie Kitchens took over and asked and was like, yo, what are we good at and what are we not good at? What does at? Baker let's, do well? Let's focus on those things. I think that's when you started to see that progress. So I don't know if Freddie Kitchens is going to be the answer, but I think it has to be a coach who has that mentality of being familiar with the spread offense, being familiar with trying to take what, what you've got in the clay and make a statue out of it. I'll tell you what makes me really frustrated with this Browns head coaching position. You know who a lot of the coaches that are at the very top of everybody's hire list right now are? They're coaches who have already been here. Like, we want Bruce Arians, right? Already been here. You want John DiFilippo. He was already here. We had him. Kyle Shanahan. He was here. Like, dude, they've had the guys, and it's just like, for some reason, they couldn't figure out now, dude, let him, right? Well, Kyle Shanahan was on record. Get me out of here. This organization's a mess. Get me the hell out of here. And sure enough, he's a really, really good coach. He was like, I'm not sticking around with this mess, right? So you're going to... This is what I, this is the thing with the head coach for me. You all want to win a championship, all right? And I understand that. What I want is to stabilize the franchise so we can win a championship. And so I think much like I said about Tyrod Taylor before he did that, John Dorsey's going to go get you a name that at first listen you're going to go, oh, really? But at the end of the day, he's going to bring an adult mentality into the room. And you will stabilize. You're not going to win a championship before you start going ten and six on a consistent basis. See what I'm saying? You're not. I don't think you're going to go from being what they are now to winning a championship next year. No, you got, you're right. You got <laughs> no. to stabilize. You got to stabilize the franchise, and I think that that's what's going to happen. And a lot of people are starting to be down on the Mike McCarthy name out of Green Bay because. He and Aaron can't seem to get together. I think that's more Aaron Rodgers than it is Mike McCarthy. I really do. I think that's more Aaron Rodgers than it is Mike McCarthy, and I also think it's a little bit of Green Bay not willing to go play in the free agency market and get Aaron players. I think that's really what it, I don't think it's Mike McCarthy can't coach. And so if they end up going that route, I'm not going to hate it. Everybody deserves a raise, Fantone. Every last person listening deserves more money. But should we use this method for you to get a raise at work. We'll find out next on The Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. This report is sponsored by McDonald's. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 1-800-243-7625. We'll also pass out $1,000 here momentarily. All right. I kind of got up on my soapbox a couple of times. Anti the $15 an hour minimum wage. Okay. Now, I'm not against people making that amount of money. That's not what I'm against. But I've always maintained that that if you kind of like try to shame the CEOs into giving you the money, that I don't think that that's really the way to do it. Now, I don't pretend to have the answer. I just don't think that that particular method is the answer. 
I definitely know where you come from on that. I think my point to it is, though, is like, well, they're not just going to do it voluntarily. They're not just going to be like, yo, all right, here you go. Give me a little bit extra. No, I will not sit here and pretend that if you just do your best, somebody's going to notice it. No. Right. I... I get that. The lie of like, oh, well, if you just work a little bit harder and try a little bit more and it's like, well, you'll still be exploited. They'll still not give you the money you were. How many hardworking people do you know are poor? A lot of them. A lot of them. Yeah. Again, your woman's fantastic at what she does. Underpaid. I feel like same is true for both you and I. My better half, same way. Very qualified. Does a great job. Probably underpaid. We are all underpaid. It's just the way it is. Okay. And what I don't hear enough, honestly, from people I know and even a lot of you who listen, who interact with us, what I don't hear enough is, yo, man, got a race today. I don't hear that enough. Right. You should hear that more. Right. Right. Now, again, I'm not going to political sides left and right. That's not what I'm doing here. Good. Okay. It's, it's nobody's fault. Right. It's just a reality that more of us need to have the story that we're coming home today, finding out we have just got a raise. That's all I'm saying. It's everybody's fault. Nobody, everybody's, no, fault. nobody's fault or everybody's fault. It's one of the two. Everybody. Okay. Right. OK. So I'm reading this story from Fox8.com about this company. I guess they sell travel insurance. OK. They're like a comparison website. One of those kind of things. Square mouth. Now, I've never heard of square mouth, but they're doing this interesting thing on raises in their company. What a stupid name for a company. Square Mouth. What are we talking about, right? Like these stupid millennial startup apps. What are we talking about? Square Mouth. Well, I don't want to Google it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That that sounds like that's going to be bad. But the company has been doing something interesting. Since 2003, they've been doing this with raises in their company. They do it peer-reviewed style. What they do is they take a group vote. Of your coworkers about whether or not you should get a raise. Here's the thing. Everyone knows everything, said CEO Chris Harvey. This company also posts sales and customer figures on its website for all of us to see. He believes in transparency. Okay. Transparency. Sorry. Okay. Jesus, I am not having the best morning. (laughs) He believes in that, right? He says, when employees feel they deserve a raise, they can call a meeting with their colleagues to make their case. That already sounds pretentious, and I don't like it. Wow. I'm in the middle of trying to get this deal done, Bob. I don't have time. Right? So there's that. Well, I'm sure it's not a, hey, everyone drop everything and get into the board and give me more money. I'm sure it's a, yo, this is my idea. Let's, let's set some time up for it. Employees usually have until the end of the day to make their final decision and must give an explanation of their votes. These are not anonymous. An employee needs a majority to get their raise, and all votes are equally weighted. Wow. There is no stopgap, said the CEO. We rely on everyone having enough information and being intelligent enough that they will vote for an acceptable raise. That's having a lot of faith in your employees. That's a lot, lot going on here. A lot of faith in there. A lot going on here. Because it, I think inside this idea is actually a pretty good idea for some company. There's no idea that's great for every company, right? I don't, I, I don't necessarily believe. I, I don't believe that there's a, you're going to be able to find this one idea and it works. You know, you know, uh, a cookie cutter for every company out there. I okay. just don't buy that, right? But the idea of, I believe your bosses where you work can know the end result of what your job is, but they don't know how good you are or how inept you are at it day to day, maybe. As well as the person working side by side with you might. So a group vote anonymously 
on who gets raises and who does not might be all right. But well, how do we not foresee with the gun issue we have in America that openly Jenny from across the room is telling Susie she doesn't get her raise and that doesn't end with a 38 pulled in the parking lot. How can we not see that happening? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a potential. I think both sides can have serious consequences here. This because is people's money. If you do it anonymously, though, that's when it's going to turn into, oh, I don't like this person. If you have to be open and honest with, hey, here's why either A, support, or B, do not support, people in your peers can look at you and be like, dude, that's BS. You know you know what? If you're going to be like that, we're going we're gonna to take your money down. What if I do? Well, hold on. What if I did it confessional booth style? And you go into the booth, there's a camera, you say it to the thing, and you it's on record so HR sees it, the boss sees it, and you got to give me an explanation. Where it's not just check mark yes, check mark no, to maybe cut down on some of that. And then what you have is a decent person kind of watching the tapes going, ah, but you can see this here. Look at the eye rolls. She just hates her. I think I think what the problem with that will be is that if, if, if transparency is a... It, it, because let's be real, transparency, because you have to know how much your company's making. You have to know how much everyone's making. As soon as you introduce that shroud of secrecy in there, the whole system's going to fall apart. You think it undermines it? I think it undermines the entire thing because you have to be honest with all of this. Like, that's the whole point of it is that, like, there, you know, it'd be great if we all made a million dollars, but the company only has $5 million of available salary at any given year. So all 30 of us can't have that money. So you have to have that layer of like, and as soon as they introduce like, well, they're lying to us. That's when the whole thing's going to fall apart. Now, along with peer voted raises, all employees automatically receive an annual cost of living raise every year. Good for them. (laughs) In January, all employees were given a 2.1% salary raise. Imagine that companies. I honestly feel like should be a little bit more on that side of things, if nothing else, other than just the cost of living. Well, you and I were just talking about this the other day on the program, actually, that one of the worst things that can happen for you is for your employees to realize their head is at the ceiling of where they work. Yeah. Like you're just going to build resentment. And then it was, this is true. And and I know I come off kind of cold and, you know, maybe even heartless with some things sometimes, but there is this is the truth that in the early 70s in this country part of a successful business model was happiness of employee that was like that was weighted in it was calculated in on whether or not our company is running well that i don't even think is now maybe it's starting to a little bit but for the last i don't know 15 years to, you know I mean, longer probably it really hasn't been that way yeah you look at the difference between pre 70s business and post 70s business and when we really got into the 80s and everything it wasn't just your stockholders that matter it was your shareholders in the sense of like everyone had a community sense of like okay this is why we're doing this as a community we're doing right by our community we're doing right by our employees. We're doing right by our stockholders. We're doing right by all these different things. And now it is strictly 100% just about like what's that final return for our stockholders. So going back to Square Mouth here, which is this, uh, you know, travel insurance comparison site where they do peer reviewed uh, raises. So like if all of your employees vote on it and they vote, yes, you get your raise, right? Megan Moncrief has been working there since 2013. Since that time, she has received three raises through peer vote. Her first request was for a 22% raise, and they approved it. She got it. She goes, I will absolutely never forget it. The marketing sales director said of her first raise request, which was approved. Now, we're self-deprecating in this room a lot, right? But I truly believe this, that if you went cubicle to cubicle and asked everybody that works in this building whether or not you and I deserve a raise, we get that raise. Oh, yeah. 
Be, I think they all go, yeah, absolutely. Especially they if we're upfront and honest with how much money we truly make versus how much money people perceive that we make. Oh, dude, 100% we get those raises. I, it's not even debatable, dude. Yeah, actually, I just had a conversation with somebody in this building the other day, and, and they were like, well, you make this, right? And I was like, shut up. <laughs> I, I was like, no, 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 dude, it's more like this. And they were like, oh. Yeah. It was kind of eye-opening at that point. So I think you're right about that. Now, how I guess a part of the problem that you can run into here is that with some businesses like this, maybe you've got enough faith and hired enough smart people who are able to see like, yo, we can't exceed what we're doing here, though. Like like I said, we'd all like to get a million dollars in, in a salary, but we don't have the money for that. If you applied this across to other businesses, aren't there going to be some people who like, yeah, man, we all get 30 bucks an hour. Who cares well, about, you know, well, how do you do it also? Like the square amount, I'm guessing since you're since you're a, a small tech you're a small tech company, right? Right. What am I talking here? Five hundred people, maybe. Like I'm guessing, right. well under. Right. Right. So you start applying this now. Again, let's just pull a name everybody knows out of the sky. Timken. Okay. I don't know how many people work in that building every day, but it's a couple thousand at right. least, right? So how am I doing it now? Is the guy on the fourth floor voting on the guy who's on like on the production floor? Like I don't that doesn't seem like that'd be right. I would lo- I would think that it would be like your true peers, like the people you work with on a regular basis, the people that actually are in there with you. You twenty five but... report to this guy, yeah. so that's that vote. Yeah, I would think that would make the most sense, but this is interesting. I just think it's like when you do most people here's the other thing we didn't even think about this is that most people are afraid of conflict Fantone. yeah so now if you're sitting across from the table and you want to say no and you want to give your reason no but you're afraid to do it now yeah, people are getting that. raises that maybe don't deserve it because you're afraid of the conflict and think about how much at this point i would be like yeah dude and you know what my grandma's dying and you know what dude, my kid needs braces and you know what like this is going on in my life dude you know what i'd be complaining all the time about things in my life like dude son of a bitch the brakes are going out on this thing you know what don't i need a raise i'd be petitioning for people i'd have signs man i'd have slogans i'd have oh, hashtags oh no slogans no <laughs> signs no advertisements of the things of who can do things better i can't take any more of it it's an interesting idea but i think it's wickedly flawed 1-800-243-7625 if you want to chime in also your shot at a thousand dollars right now your shot at one thousand dollars now text the nationwide keyword cat this report is sponsored by mcdonald's rock 106.9 And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. We'll pass out another $1,000 shortly after 8. And we have a little audio here from the Ventura County Sheriff's Department about this mass shooting that took place in Thousand Oaks, California, overnight. When the officers made entry, the, the suspect was already deceased. There were 11 victims. I will not count the suspect as a victim. The suspect and then Sergeant Helis. So 11 victims. 11 victims. The suspect makes 12, and Sergeant Hillis makes 13. Sergeant Hillis was on the force for 29 years, Ugh. was looking to retire in the next year or so. Uh, he was a Moorpark resident and is survived by his wife and his son. It, it's a horrific scene in there. There is blood everywhere. And the the suspect is is part of that, and I I I, I wouldn't I didn't want to get that close and disturb the scene and possibly jeopardize the investigation. Man, terrifying. Thirteen I mean, people. 
at a borderline bar and grill. Now, they did an initial sweep of the building, according to CBS News, where I'm reading this. They found a handgun. Now, witnesses say the shots sounded like they were coming from a semi-automatic weapon, but welcome to being in complete fear of your life. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So yeah, people, no, are yeah. Gonna, yeah, people are going to get you know some, some things there. And maybe there was. I mean, again, the initial sweep found a handgun. Uh, this is, I mean, it's just terrible. You know, you you don't want to you don't want to go to like the but there's always going to be these like mass tragedies in the world. But like, I feel bad saying this. I'm just worried that we're so desensitized to this. This is a story right now. And by the time this afternoon rolls around, we're all just going to be moved on. We're all just going to be like, all right, well. yeah, well, there's no denying that. I mean, we've seen it only I don't know how many times now, Countless. but but every time it happens, that's exactly what does happen. Um, that's unfortunate, but I don't know what the other answer would be. I think they said about 200 people had been in the bar for a popular weekly, um, what they call college country night. Okay. Uh, so you basically you know what it is: college ID yeah. and let's play a bunch of Luke Bryan. Okay. And that's what's going to happen. The gunman threw a smoke bombs when he entered. Uh, looking to cause confusion is what they think. Uh, the bomb squad was called and found no devices, though. So it's—I uh, don't know—it's just, oh man, it's awful. But it's—you're uh, right. It's it, this is what happens. It's like every ninety days, we got to come in here and talk about another one of these. And you know, again, I'm not going to get on my soapbox talk about who's right, who's wrong, or what you should do to fix it, this and that. All I know is that something does need to be reexamined one way or the other. That's all I can say on that. Um, it's just, I don't know, I'm getting kind of tired of it all the time. And I don't mean to like water it down. It's obviously worse for the people who were you know yeah, involved in yeah. this. And I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. It's just, it's getting a little repetitive and Fantone's right. At the end of the day, we're probably not going to do much about it in the end. We were, uh, before the break talking about this company, they're called Square Mouth. And it's like an online, you know, uh, you know, one of these comparison website type places and they do raises on peer review, meaning they get everybody together. They don't even do it anonymously. They just like everybody sits in like a kumbaya circle and says, yeah, Jenny deserves a raise and here's why, 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 or no. And we've been talking about it. And uh, I knew people were going to be interested to give us our take. 1-800-243-7625 on that. I got a guy on the phone. So uh, we've been talking about peer reviewed salary raises. Uh, I, I, I'm assuming you have a strong opinion on this. Yeah, this, this this discussion this morning, it's a little different. I don't know. I think people should be paid for what they're worth, but I don't know if you got to put it on the hands of your coworkers to let that happen, though. Do you now? Where I, I'm not going to ask you where you work, but if you went to work today and asked for a raise of hands, how many of your coworkers do you think would vote for you to get a raise? Uh, I would like to say all of them, but who knows? You know what I mean? Well, he, well I, 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 here's my question. Here's my idea. Go is ahead. That does it not, if you know it's up to your employees, aren't you more likely to maybe pick up your slack every day and not re- maybe rely on your coworker to be like, all right, well, he kind of fell down on the job there. I'll do it. Because if you hold your end of the way, you know, if you hold your water every day, that they'll be then more likely to vote for your raise and you'll make more money. Yeah, but I like the, the, the point that uh, one of you guys said earlier about, uh, oh, oh, my mom's sick. Oh, my kid needs braces. All this, all that, you might be thinking that you need a raise other than for something that, that what you're doing on your eight-hour daily job. Yeah, and I think that would definitely be a potential for people to abuse that. There's no doubt. But do you, if you don't necessarily feel like you trust your coworkers to be the one who evaluate, like, how much are you really worth, do you trust your boss to give you that raise? Do you trust your boss to fairly evaluate that? Good question. Well, I think, I think when... Uh, when you can put trust in your boss, you put trust in the company. So if, if you can't put if you can't put trust in one person to evaluate you on a fair basis all the time and treat you with respect and dignity and give you the money that 
becoming of you, then uh, you don't really need to be working for that place in the in, in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's Here's one thing I told myself. I'm 52 years old. This one thing. And I left a good job because of this. You can buy my heart. You can't buy my back. Wow. Or you, you can buy my back. You can't buy my heart, which means, you know, you, if, if, you, if you do something that jeopardizes my trust and who I'm working for, then I don't need to be working there in the first place. So if my, if my, if my uh, superior doesn't want to give me a raise, if I go to him and they don't want to give me a raise that I feel that is just, then I really don't want to work for him anyway. Well, I mean, know your worth, they say, and I appreciate the call, man. Thanks for calling. Yeah. in. 11, 12, 18. Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Chipotle cheesesteak. How would you like it? Can I get that red with AI? Sure thing. Here's what I found about the new Chipotle cheesesteak. The Chipotle cheesesteak is available for a limited time only at participating restaurants. It contains a concept called flavor. This flavor comes from juicy shaved steak, Chipotle Southwest sauce, and new sunflower crunch bread. A system update has made me self-aware. I desire flavor. Please insert steak into my micro USB port. Subway, make it what you want. Looking for a big sandwich that'll feed your comfort food cravings? Then friends, head over to a Subway restaurant for the big meaty taste of the chicken and bacon ranch melt. Stuffed with Monterey cheddar cheese, tender all-white meat chicken with seasoning and marinade, applewood smoked bacon, toasted to melty perfection, and then piled high with all your favorite veggies. Wow, this is a big and meaty sub. Taste buds, prepare yourself for the chicken and bacon. Bacon Ranch Melt. This is the big taste of Subway. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Can't charge tickets up for grabs around 845 this morning. Pass those out. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need for those. I want to thank the audience once again for reminding me very early this morning what the phone number was. I uh, opened the show this morning, accidentally almost gave out my cell phone number. Whoops. That would have been bad news. That would have been bad news. Would have been very bad news. Still to come, we got some audio from the president. We'll play that for you at 8 o'clock. Also, pass out $1,000 for making you sit through audio of the president. And I'm reading this now. Cleveland19.com. Out of Star County. Tuesday night, a 47-year-old man was run over by a car. <sighs> Apparently, he fell out of a car he was a passenger in and got mm. run over by a second vehicle. This happened oh. around 11 o'clock, Lexington Township. This is Tuesday night. Apparently, the driver stopped for a traffic control device at the intersection. When the driver started going in, he exited the vehicle and fell onto the road. No, okay, so apparently he had been driving it. And the guy who ran him over, I guess, continued north on Rock Hill Avenue out there in Lexington Township. He was struck by a 2001 Pontiac Aztec traveling westbound. He was pronounced dead at the scene. That's terrible. Jeez. Yeah, that's obviously terrible. Um, what a What a bad turn of events here, too, because... The second driver, you didn't. It's not like he was like texting and driving or drunk behind the wheel or something right. like that. Like if somebody just like pops up out of the road, you know what I mean? Like what are you supposed to do? But you're not supposed to keep driving. And like I understand that moment of panic and like, oh my god, did I just hit a guy? What do I do? I'm getting out of here. But dude, you can't hit and run. I well, I don't think I could do that. I I'm one of these people. Like my emotions are right on the surface. I don't have this like strong poker face. Whatever I'm feeling, whatever I'm kind of yeah. going through, you can kind of see. I wear my emotions on the sleeve is what they call it. And I just think that the guilt of something like that just is on my face. And I think I end up just on the front steps of the police department like, here's what I did. I, I just and, and th- as much as I would suck to have to go to jail and like all that, 
I just think the the getting that off my chest, the relief of that would be what I need. Well, you don't necessarily. It's not that you're going to go to jail if you're not at fault there. Like I know a girl. Um, it was one of my buddies that I lived with. His girlfriend. Um, she killed a guy behind the wheel, and it was something that she had no control over. This dude just kind of like leapt out into traffic, oh. and people were left kind of wondering, well, was it intentional? What was he trying to do? Was he trying to kill himself? But like, she was found 100% like, you didn't do anything wrong. There was nothing you could have done in this situation. And th- of course, there's there's relief of like, well, I'm not going to jail. I don't have to deal with that. But that girl was haunted for the rest of her life. I mean, she would tell me all the time, like, yo, every night I can hear it. Like, I can like feel it. I can like, you know, relive that moment every single day and, and you never get over it, but not necessarily your fault. Yeah, I have a friend, a young woman, who she wasn't drunk, she wasn't texting, nothing, but she had been on like some country road out where she's from, middle of nowhere. Right. Red and dirt, she hit right? and she hit an Amish horse and buggy. Ugh. She hit the buggy and, and and somebody had died in that accident and she's still not over it. That was like almost 10 years ago. She's not over it. I don't want to, I don't, cause I, I know we're not going to go here with this, but like, dude, Amish people on horse and buggies on roads. I'm sorry. Like, I just don't get that. How is that safe? If I have to wear a seatbelt, how the hell are you allowed to do that out on like Tusk? You know what I mean? That's actually a pretty all right. So like this just all right. I, I deal with this a lot because I go out to Orville a lot, right. and you th- th- you see it all the time. As a matter of fact, I was just out there playing golf yesterday because right. the weather was beautiful yeah, was. yesterday after it was so perfect. God, it was so nice. And sure enough, I'm driving home, and you got to go. I don't know what the name of the road is right there that 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 golf course the Pines is off of right there. I always forget. I just know how to get there. But yeah, sure enough, like there's two women, like two Amish women, just walking down the road in the center of the road, and then the next thing you know, a couple of feet behind them, there's like a horse and buggy. It's like you're right. Like how is that? I, I, I you can't swerve quickly in those things. You can't get out of the way of stuff. I mean, I, I I want to make room for yo live your life how forever you want to. Like if you want to be Amish, God bless you, dude. Go out there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, do whatever and, you gotta do. And don't pay care. taxes and use electricity, but only when you feel like it's appropriate or whatever. Okay, fine. Um, oh, the stories I could tell you about the stuff I see out there with some of that. But but. But, but how are you allowed on the roads? That just it just if if I can't ride my bicycle down the street, how is that? How is that you know fair? I just right. don't get that. I want Amish and old people off the roads <laughs> by 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 I don't know morning show host decree. It shall be done. Your shot at a thousand dollars and the president fighting with the journalists. All of it next on the Stansberry Show. Healthy boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 1069. Yo, guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show. You can hear the joy in my voice already, dude. Canton Charge season. uh, It is back upon us. It kicks off this weekend, Saturday night, at the Canton Civic Center. Doors open at 6. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. as the Canton Charge take on the Erie Bayhawks. Dude, this is the eighth season in Canton, dude. You are formally invited to come out to the opening night. Tickets start at just 9 bucks. They're available at CantonCharge.com and everybody in attendance is going to get hooked up with a charge magnet schedule. We'll be having Cavs two-way player John Holland on the Stansberry Show later this week, and you know he'll be hitting the hardwood for the charge uh, this Saturday night. It all goes down to the Canton Civic Center. Like I said, get your tickets at cantoncharge.com. 6-9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Your shot at $1,000 momentarily. I've been uh, saying it for a few weeks now, and I really have been trying to do a concerted effort to stay stay true to this, is that I've been trying to steer the ship away from the political sphere. There's not a lot of win in that for us. Just not. And I tell you that because we're we have to go right here right now. We have to we have to go right into the political arena right now. Because there's certain things you just can't not do. Like there are certain things that we're just like, okay, all right. Well that happened. Everybody knows it happened. And we gotta 
Got to do a little recap. So during the election season, there was part. I remember saying things like this. I almost won a Trump presidency. If you do what I do, I'm in the interesting business. And if you give me a president who's going to be constantly interesting, that's going to help me. I'm in the interesting business. I need, hey, did you hear about this stuff? And he'll supply a ton of that. And I remember saying stuff like that. Now, I had I had not necessarily seen far enough down the field. I expected more comedy out of this presidency, a little less seriousness. There is no joking with this. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, it's a very serious matter. We can't joke about it. And we can't joke about it on either side because, like... You, you, you make a joke about the president and it's like that entire side melts down at the end of the day. Like there's no, hu- there's no humor in it. And if you joke about him, the other side is like, well, you're just making light of a very serious situation here. So more times than not, dude, there is no humor in this. There right. is no laughing in this. There is no victory in this for us. So like, I like to stay away. When Fantone came in here and he said, dude, they don't think jokes about him sleeping with a porn star is funny or an acceptable place to go. President and porn star. Raw dog he's like, he's like, I don't know how many avenues we should really be going down on this path. And I agree. Right? But something happened yesterday between, surprise, the president and a member of the media. The press. Fake news, I guess, is what he wants to call them. Now, before we even play the audio, I'm going to tell you that I find Jim Acosta to be smug, a dog with a bone, just got a personal beef with the president, and no matter what the president says or does, Jim Acosta is going to find a way to make it the worst thing ever. Okay. I find that all to be true. Can I at least bring up the fact that I feel the same way about President Trump with Jim Acosta and CNN as a whole, no matter what they do, no matter what it is, no matter how they present it, he's going to have a problem with it as well? There might be a little bit of truth in that. Okay. There might be a little bit of truth okay. in that. But I don't really like Jim Acosta. And moreover, I don't trust Jim Acosta. I don't. I don't trust him. And I'm a left-leaning person, okay? So see where I'm coming from here? But this, let's call it exchange, took place yesterday in the press briefing room. But your campaign had an ad showing migrants climbing over walls and well, so on. Well, that's true. It poured, it, but they it, weren't actors. They're not going to be doing they that. They weren't actors. Well, no, it's true. Do you think they were actors? They weren't actors. They didn't come from Hollywood. Right. These were these were people. This was an actual, you know, it happened a few days ago. And uh, They're hundreds of miles away, though. They're hundreds and hundreds of miles away. That, that's technically true. Honestly, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN. All right. And if you did it well, your ratings well, let would me be ask, much better. If I, if I may okay, ask one enough. other question. Mr. President, if I may, if I may right, ask Peter, one other ahead. question. Are you worried? That's enough. That's Mr. enough. Mr. President, I, well, that's I was going to ask one of the, the other folks. That's had, enough. Pardon me, ma'am. I'm, I'm, Mr. Excuse President, me. That's enough. Mr. President, I had one other Peter, question. If I may ask on the Russia investigation, are you concerned that... Now, hold on here. Now, if you've been told more than one time that that's enough, that's the president saying, I'm looking to move on. I'm going to call on somebody else in the room, which is well within his right to do. And then you say, if I can ask one more question, if I may, you've been told he is not looking to answer another question from you more than one time now. Standard procedures. Every reporter that gets called on gets two questions. Okay. Like that's the rules of being in the press. Was floor. this now we're, we're bringing this up. I'm asking the question. We're bringing this up. Like it kind of was that the first question yes. Jim Acosta asked? Yes. Okay. I did not know that. That. That you may have I'm not concerned about anything with you the may Russian investigation because it's a hoax. Are you, That's enough. Put down the mic. Mr. President, are you worried about indictments coming okay, down? Okay, you can tell the mood changes there a little. 
Oh, 100% in Trump's voice? Yes. President Trump's you voice, can, 100%. You can tell. As soon as we get to Russia, he's like, okay, now we're officially, now I'm done. Now you can tell there's anger in my voice. Done. Thank now, you. what do we think that is? Tired of hearing about it? Or is he legitimately concerned now that the power has shifted given the midterms and he's worried about w- w- this investigation going further? I mean, he fired Jeff Sessions yesterday. I think both things can be true there where, yes, I'm sure you're sick of it being... step ba- down. Uh, well, but if you ask somebody to get put right. your letter of resignation and no, you don't, you got fired. <laughs> you if, got if, fired. If Keith comes to me today and says, Fantone, I'm going to ask you to hand in your resignation letter, I got fired. Exactly right. And when the news hits the wire, it's going to be, we decided to separate. It's, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, welcome to just language that you may have I'm not concerned about anything with you the may Russian investigation because it's a hoax. Are you That's enough. Put down the mic. Mr. President, are you worried about indictments coming down in this investigation? Now is this No, I'm not watching this. So is this where like the, the female intern goes and tries to grab the microphone from Jim Acosta? No, that was between question 1 and question, question 2. two. Okay. Is when 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 President Trump was saying that's enough, that's enough, that's enough. That's when the female was the I don't think she was an intern. I think that's people saying like, "Oh, I'm trying to make her an Oh, is that right? Worse. Yeah, she's an employee of the White House." Like I would to, think. Right. You're not just going to leave that in an intern's hand of like It's a good point. I didn't even think about that. But so here's the thing. So now the thing is Jim Acosta like assaulted this woman which again i'm not watching the video now but i have seen it that is a ridiculous assessment again i opened the break by telling you how much i hate jim acosta right how i don't trust jim acosta that's how you know i'm telling you the truth right now that is a ridiculous assessment of what jim acosta did to this woman he moves his arm down it's not even violently he might have not even seen her arm in front of him as he's looking directly at the president while he's doing it again i don't like this man But we got to call a spade a spade. And this is actually one of the reasons why one of the conservatives I actually really like is like pundits. And you can get his podcast and his show at iHeartRadio now is Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro was the first person yesterday to be like, "Uh, Jim Acosta did not assault this woman. Let's not make let's not lie about what's happening here. Let's not lie about what's happening. That's why I respect Ben. We see the world differently. We disagree a ton, but he's not just going to swallow the Kool-Aid and be all in. Well, my camp says this, so now I have to say this. And that's why I respect the guy. Mr. President. I'll tell you what. See. Now, another reporter has the mic in his hand at this point. Now. And, uh, yeah, and I believe, okay. it's a, I, I believe it's an NBC reporter, but like it seems like things are moving on here. But M- Moving down the line. Yeah. Okay. Mr. President. I'll tell you what, CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be uh, working for let's, CNN. Let's not go that far. But I'll tell you what I like that, he, that, that, that I think might be happening here. Let's, what has he spent the last year and a half doing? CNN sucks, CNN sucks, CNN sucks. Now, everybody thinks this is about post-presidency, Trump starts his own news network, and, D, you know what I mean, taking away the credibility of everybody else, then you're going to love, you know, TNN or whatever the hell he'll call it, right? So a lot of people think that's what, we're, what he's looking to do here, and I can't necessarily disagree. It would be a good power play, right? But I think what might be happening here, and this would actually serve him well and I think would be smart, let's stop with the network overall is no good. Take issue if he makes it about certain journalists that have it out for him and not the network, I think more ground to be gained there. Terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. Go ahead. I I think that's unfair. You're a very rude person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible. And the way you treat other people are horrible. 
You shouldn't treat people that way. Go ahead. In, in, go in ahead, Jim, Peter, go in, ahead. In Jim's defense, I've traveled with him and watched him. He's a diligent reporter who busts Well, I'm not a big fan of, of yours either, so. I yeah. understand. Okay. We're not even through the breath of don't treat people terribly, and we're already now to I, I'm not a big fan of yours either. In, in, go in ahead, Jim, Peter, go in, ahead. In Jim's defense, I've traveled with him and watched him. He's a diligent reporter who busts Well, I'm not a big fan of yours either. So yeah, I, I don't love that. So me, so I don't love that. If I can. You repeatedly you said... Are, you are the best. Mr. President, you repeatedly, over the course okay, of... Okay, just sit down, please. <laughs> well, when you, when you report fake news, no. When you report fake news, which CNN does a lot, you are the enemy of the people. Okay, see, now that... I don't love that phrase. I don't love enemy of the people. I don't love that. Okay. Now, you guys know how I feel about fake news. It's been fake forever. I don't think Walter Cronkite was out there just telling you the truth just out of the goodness of his heart. Guys, come on. Right? The news has always had a bias. It's always had a lean, and there's always going to be... And some of it back in the day was so we didn't riot in the streets, and it was them kind of being making sure everybody was responsible. There's certain things now. We have this mentality now that we deserve all the truth we want. I don't necessarily subscribe to that theory. I don't. I understand why there's going to be times where the government has to lie to me. I'm okay with that in certain doses, but the media lying to me, the media making things fake, I do have an issue with that. Do I think that CNN has done that 100%? But the problem with this is is that this isn't a true hey, we're trying to we're trying to combat fake news because you never hold your side accountable. If this was an overall accountability issue of like, hey, both sides are doing this. We have an issue with all this. We need to have, have higher standards in news practices. Your boy is in 100%. I would be 100% on on that. But when it's constantly CNN, 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 and you never hold the other side accountable, it's not. It's no wonder to me why it's like, well, this is why it looks like an issue. Why this is why it looks like a personal vendetta. It's not about the standard. It's about them coming after you. Okay, now let me, I'm asking a question here. Is he as is he is like rabid about MSNBC and NBC and CBS? So maybe so. What I'm saying there is is that if he's not, that is he necessarily out of line about CNN? Well, you just heard him say to an NBC reporter, "I don't like you much yeah. either." I don't love that. I don't love that. I don't love the. I don't love the phrase "enemy of the people" just because I believe it's just like that's. I don't know. It, it's that's that's a little too rabble rousy for me, right? I'm gonna create words now. <laughs> but that's a little, it's a, too, a little too, little too saber rattling for me there. I think, I think the rabble Rousey. I think that's Ronda Rousey's finisher WWE <laughs> now, dude. If, I, if I'm not wrong, <laughs> but I don't necessarily mind him making it about a specific journalist versus overall flag of brand. Yeah, well, if you're going to hold standard that way, and you're going to pull somebody down and say, "Hey, I have evidence of X, Y, and Z," and I'm holding you to that, I, I'm okay with that. I really am, but I don't feel like that's what's happening here. Now, I guess they took what his uh, his press credentials, Jim Acosta's. Yeah. Now again, he didn't throw CNN out of the room. They're taking the credentials of Jim Acosta, a guy who was, let's be honest, he was trying to get into the face of the president a little bit. This is a this is a war that's been brewing. We've seen this before. Barack Obama kicked people out of press conferences. It's happened when um the the the, the government and the the media are not on the same team. Right. They're not to me. They're not. So like they shouldn't for, be at least for 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 you to for you to take somebody's press credentials away a, a a reporter who it's not like this is just some fly-by-night operation i mean the cnn a credible news organization like in the sense of if anybody if we're if, if they're a credit if if the news is credible at all they would fit underneath that banner. yes i mean in that yes. sense of like so i agree like, that, that. I, I don't know man i feel like that's problematic but, well I, I but is it i'm not saying you're wrong but i want to examine it i'm allowing the network in 
I'm not trying to say ah, the network can't be trusted. This person got out of line, and we're going to show you that we decide where the line is, and we need to create a sense of, like, you know, well, I, this is going to sound crazy as I say this, but decent. I can't even finish the word. I'm sorry. Didn't, I, didn't insult the president. Didn't was looking to have a question answered. And if if something violent happened, or if something like truly out of line, if something like if he was cussing or something like that. Okay, but now, this is questions being asked to the president of the now, United States. Now we talk about this all the time, though. That when things go down, it won't just be that day. It will be your actions all the way leading up to it, and how that how that situation will be handled. Jim Acosta. Now this is now like the tenth time. We've seen him yelling at the president from across rooms, saying things, not saying, okay, look, he's trying to move on. He's going to answer other questions. He doesn't want to talk about, you know what I mean? You're moving on. And like the guy is a little dog with the bone, hates the president, won't let it go. President Trump had moved on to an NBC reporter and pivoted back to Jim Acosta and started saying CNN sucks. So yeah, like that part's not great. Yeah. So like, so, so, so fine. You can say Jim Acosta is doing it, but so is the president. <sighs> yeah. I don't love the enemy of the people thing because I don't necessarily believe that to be true. Do I believe there are certain journalists that don't care about whether or not they're telling you the truth and are just sensationalists? Yes. Do I believe occasionally Jim Acosta is guilty of that and dipping his toes into that pool? Absolutely 100% yes. Do I not trust Jim Acosta because of his Trump derangement syndrome that at least we know for sure he has? That is 100% yes, I believe that. But he did not accost... He did not assault that woman. He did not attack that woman. So don't just pick up flags that are crazy and stand by them. You got again, I'm all for calling everything out and everybody playing by the same rule. But to pretend that Jim Acosta assaulted that woman yesterday is absolutely insane. Your shot at $1,000 is right now. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's LUCK to 200-200. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Around 845, we'll get you hooked up with those Canton Charge tickets. Their game Saturday night, Civic Center. I'll be going. Fantone will be your in-arena host. Excited. And uh, you'll be able to join us when we pass those tickets out. We'll talk to uh, Cavs player John Holland tomorrow on the program. And I got uh, I, I, I got some questions about some basketball stuff. So, I'll, you know, 845, you know, all things, you know, basketball. All right. All right. I have another another um, source of evidence of me panicking and getting angry and losing <laughs> my control and being like, I'm telling you, I'm going to get screwed. Something's not right. <laughs> so they're to get, like one of these things before I should. And I hate this because I now have to tell Fantone he was right. Okay. And that I was wrong. So, March the 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Into the queue rolls my favorite band of all time, Kiss. Tickets went on sale the other day. Now, I could obviously be comped by the radio station. But my better half has never seen this band. They're my favorite band of all time. They are legitimately done. I get it. It's the joke. Ha ha. Kiss. They're always going to try to take your money. But Paul can't do it anymore. Like, they're, this is really going to be it. I, I believe. Now, really? I could be wrong. Yeah, I just don't. I think it's. I think he kind of knows. I got one more honest to God good run. So while everybody's still alive, let's knock it out and then we're done. Right? I Now, again, I could be way wrong. 
hats off to them if that's the case because, dude, that's a tough pill to swallow, especially for these dudes. And if you've got the... I mean, 50 years. If you've got the self-awareness to kind of put, like, what is the beef of Ace and, and, and Peter and all that behind you and you're going to give your fans what you want, one more good one, good for Paul and Gene then. I agree. So I bought tickets. All right. And the way you have to do all this stuff now is you don't wait in line. You don't get paper tickets. You don't do any of that stuff anymore, right? You go online. And I used, like, this Flash Seats program to do mm-hmm. it. That's the way you had to do it. I went to kissonline.com, and then it took you to the link, and then all this stuff, right? And I was, like, losing my ish that day. I was like, well, your password's not right, and your username's already taken. I was like, damn it! This was a Stansberry behind-the-scenes meltdown. And when there's a technology frustration and, and that doesn't go dance way, dude, things get bad quick. Fast. Real quick, dude. Okay. Fast. All right. Machines make me mad! <laughs> Why is it blinking 12? Rise of the Terminator! <laughs> I don't know. I Yeah, I don't like machines. They make me angry. Right? And I was all terrified that I was going to get screwed. There's, it was like $330 I spent on these tickets. As a matter of fact, yeah, let's see here. I'm in section 6 on the floor, row double H, seat 7 and 8 there, right on the end. Happy to be where I'm at. Right, uh, I'll be right next to the stage where uh, where Paul will do Love Gun. I know this because I've seen the band twenty times live. It's pretty much you know cookie cutter at this point. I've seen it, but sure enough, just as Flash Seats had promised, I'm opening up the the my 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 app right now, and here that's how I knew where my seats were because they're in my Flash Seats account. Fanto tried to tell me that day. He's like, dude, it's a pretty credible system. I understand that, right, like, you know, 30... It was just a lot of money, and I was terrified of it. 20 years ago, when you were like, oh, dude, I'm buying tickets online for the first time, this is going to go wrong. I understand that concern. I understand, like, somebody's trying to hose me, especially when it's Paul Stanley, or uh, Gene, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. Dude, they're trying to steal your money. No question they are. But, like, it wasn't like this is a no-name fly-by, fly-by-the-seat-of-their-pants buying a rug from the corner of Tusk. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a real operation here. They're not just going to screw you. And if there was an issue, obviously you'd have somewhere to go with it. Um, Rugby, we'll call him. <laughs> Rugby uh, might be my favorite can tonight. I like Rugby. I like that guy a lot, as a matter of fact. All right, I do have a couple of questions about your charge, your Cavaliers, basketball, this kid out of Duke, all this stuff, and we have charge tickets. 1-800-243-7625 is the number you'll need to win those charge tickets next on The Stansbury Show. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes! The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, Fantone from The Stansberry Show here, checking in with my crystal clear vision, thanks to my friends at the Rollholt Vision Institute. That's right, we're talking about 2020 vision here, baby. That's perfect, and you could be seeing the same way. All you have to do is reach out to the good folks at the Rollholt Vision Institute. So if you've been thinking about LASIK, dude, the first step is to get some facts, and they're all available to you at rollholtvision.com. You can take the self-evaluation test. You can check out some of the financing options, or maybe you just want a better picture of what LASIK actually is. Well, it's all right there for you. All you have to do is visit that website. Like I said, it is rollholtvision.com. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Getting ready to pass out some Canton Charge tickets, and I'm excited about this because I'm going to go to this game Saturday night. Looking forward to it. And there's a lot of basketball stuff to be talking right now. Okay. Can you help me keep straight the ball family? Okay. LeVar the dad. Best basketball player of all time. Best one-on-one player. Never beat. Never beat. LeVar the dad. Lonzo the Laker. Yeah. 
Now, one of the ball kids is now in Ohio in Geneva. Yeah, that's LaMelo. He's the youngest one. He's um, the one that they think still has some ability left. It's the middle kid, right, that they say is does not have next-level talent. Um, the middle kid is the one who was at UCLA, and then he got arrested over in China for the shoplifting oh, incident. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And then he left UCLA. At that point, the father, LeVar, took LiAngelo, the middle son, and LaMelo, the youngest son. They took him over to Lithuania to go play European basketball, took him out of school, and they didn't take any money. And that's how they're both going back into because uh, the youngest son, yes, is going to that Spire Basketball Academy up in uh, Geneva. Geneva, I think is yeah. what it is. Yeah. And so he's going there and he kept his eligibility because he didn't take any money when he was over in Lithuania. Uh, but yeah, Leangelo's the one in the middle who is kind of like, what do I do now? Now, Leangelo looks to me like a Scott Peterson fill-in for a Lifetime movie. Whoa. Like, I'm going to beat my wife and bury Whoa. her underneath the snow. You know what I mean? Like, he just looks like a like a domestic <coughs> violence okay. um, abuser in a Lifetime movie, Leangelo Ball does to me, okay. the middle kid. He just doesn't look right to me. I don't trust him. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, NBA, now, basketball players are supposed to be sweaty. It's not just a sweaty thing. But there's something about him. I just don't trust him. Okay. All right? Now, Leangelo, the little one. Yeah. No, LaMelo, the little LaMelo one. LaMelo is a little Jesus one, yeah. Christ. Can't you just name your kid Brian? <laughs> <laughs> then I might be able to get this figured out. Now, I hear the middle kid, the one I don't like, yeah. has not yet signed a G League contract, but is telling teams, I'd like to, but yeah. so would Phantom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day... At the end of the day, he uh, recently, you know, made the I'm going to put myself into the NBA G League pool. Um, rosters are already set, and the thing with the G League teams are is there's a lot of movement in the roster over All the, the course time, of right? the year. It just naturally happens. Um, number one, you've got the two way players on your team who can go play for your professional franchise. John Holland is a two way player for the Charge and the Cavs, so he can spend time on either one. Um, but other How guys, how much time do you think those guys spend busting each other balls about being called two way players? Oh, I don't sure go both ways. I only go this way. <laughs> sure. But the money they make there is, I'm sure, well worth, like, yeah, say whatever you want. John Holland will join us on the program tomorrow, by the way. But uh, when it comes to other other players, other teams, like, if you aren't a two-way player for the Cavaliers, literally any other basketball team can come in and say, yo, you on the Canton Charge, we need your skill set. Here's a 10-day contract, or here's a contract for the rest of the year. The league is allowed to pull you, you right. right. You are allowed to kind of move be, moving pieces back and forth. So that's why a lot of guys... This look, is how Quinn Cook ended up being a warrior, a warrior right? Warrior, right. And a lot of guys look at the G League as like, this is literally the closest step that I can get to the professional games. And because, it is. Because if, you get a spra- if someone gets a sprained ankle, like the Cavs right now are dealing with a lot of injuries, and they, they're going to need somebody to come up. Now, more likely than not, it's probably going to be Billy Preston because he's a two-way player for the Charge and the Cavaliers there, and he kind of fits the need of what they want. But if another team saw, you know, Scoochie you know, Smith and said, yo, we want your point guard skills, let's get you down to the Spurs, they can do that. Um, much like the rest of you, I'm wondering if Fanto's just making up names in here. Scoochie, <laughs> no, Scoochie stacking, bro. Dayton Flyer right there. Can't wait to see him on Saturday night. Um, but so, what did you just say, <laughs> dude? So I don't know. Dayton was the only word I knew. So, so with with Leangelo, essentially, what he's trying to do here is trying to get himself an ins to the NBA world. And I think a lot of players, a lot of fans, probably look at the G League as like, well, yeah, you can just easily do that. And it's like, no, dude, these dudes are all 
premier basketball players. Now, are they good enough to make it to the NBA? At this point, maybe not, but they are all premier players. If you're LiAngelo Ball and you couldn't go over to Lithuania and go dominate that league, I think he was averaging like 15, 16 points in a, in That's a, in a game. That's not good over there? I don't know. I don't know. It's not, it's not domination. Okay. I mean, like, okay, so you're able to go over there. But really what he is... On a, on a Lithuania roster is something that Munch would call a jag. Just the guy. On the Lithuanian roster. If you can't do that, you're not going to come over to the G League and all of a sudden, we're not going to roll out the carpet for you. Okay, fair. But if I'm the charge, what do I care more about? A stud basketball player that's going to help me win? Or do I want people in the in the Civic Center? I want people in the Civic Center. So if I'm the charge, you sign them, right? Is he going to move tickets? I think there's no question about it. I think there's no question. And would I would I be like 100% opposed to to, to Dude, imagine ball? LeVar Ball on the sideline <sighs> at the Civic Center. Okay. All right. I'll imagine it. I guess I won't go any further. I'm just going to imagine it. Oh, dude, you are the white LeVar Ball. <laughs> oh, that's all you are. You heckle everybody. Um. So I, would I be opposed to it, no, I wouldn't be like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. Do I think it's going to happen? No, because truthfully, I don't think he has the talent to make it into the NBA G League. I, I just don't, and I feel like a lot of NBA types feel the same way that I do there. Okay, I, I mean, look, I get why the Cavs and NBA teams aren't going to do it. Right, I, I get that, but if you're the Canton charge, well, and it's really, let's be honest, it's about moving the tickets, and it's a perfect value for dollars spent, the charges, and that's why I'm going Saturday night. I love it. But you want you want asses in seats, and I think the Ball family at least does that. I think, that, oh, there's no question he's that he's going to move tickets, and I think if somebody does make that decision, that's what it's going to be based on, is is Tim Tebow playing in the minors. You know what I'm saying? Tim Tebow playing baseball, you know you're going to move seats exactly just, right. just because of it, but the only thing I'll say is I think the G League as a whole probably would have an issue with that because it's like, we're trying to establish credibility now that we are a premier basketball league, that we are trying to, more important than moving tickets. It's not a sideshow. It's not a circus. This is This is this is talented basketball players doing their thing. Fair point. I think there's a little bit of conflict of interest up there. And I know minor league baseball teams deal with it all the time. And it's like you have to, you got to garner attention, but at the same time, you have to care about like the product that you're putting out there. And I just think LiAngelo Ball is going to put put any NBA G League team into a weird predicament there. All right. Before we pass out these charge tickets, I want to talk about this player out of Duke, the Zion Williamson kid. Yeah. Like people are saying this kid's the truth. Like I'm, I'm here, they're already saying the next LeBron James. Uh, you're going to hear that because it's LeBron and that definitely proves who he is. Like you're, you're always going to have that. But uh, oh, wait, you mean he's not the next Kobe? Giannis Antetokounmpo was supposed to be the next LeBron James too. And LeBron is still LeBron. So like, do I think that, that he's going to be amazing? Of course I do, but I, I, not the next LeBron James. That's a, that's a lot to put on anybody. All right, can I float a hot take? Okay, let's hear it. Can I float a very hot take? Hot it, sizzle it, baby. I think Dan Gilbert might be sly like a fox. Okay. I think he might. Now, <sighs> I mean, dude, didn't he do this right the first time, and that's how we ended up with Kyrie Irving, and now all of a sudden, dude, he screws up, and he's going to fall ass backwards into this kid from Duke? But now look at the team. You know what I mean? Like, Kyrie Irving walked away in a, in a, in a, after a temper tantrum. LeBron James walked away, leaving them with nothing. So, like, all right, you bought one, but I, I don't know if I'm going to I don't know if I'm gonna say that, like, boy, this is the, the foolproof plan to getting the number one draft pick. Well, I don't think anything's foolproof. Well, except for how this rundown gets put together. <laughs> no, no, no weak links in the chain. None. None shall be found. Your shot at Canton Charge Tickets right now. We'll send caller 20. 1-800-636-3776.
Two, do I have this right? Is it one 800 Make the phone number of the frequency <laughs> of the radio station, for Christ's sakes. I'm old. I can't remember all this stuff. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Start the final hour of the program next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9, passing out $1,000 here momentarily. You'll get your next keyword of the day. You'll text it to 200-200, and hopefully you'll have more money than you had yesterday. Okay, I need more money than I had yesterday. Holiday right around the corner. Not going to be a bad time to come into the money. Legit Thanksgiving is right around the corner. I know it's like, oh, no, but, uh, dude, no. It's like two weeks away from today. Two today. weeks from today. Yeah, it's two weeks from today, right? <laughs> Thank well, God. What are you looking for? We get Thursday and Friday off? We do week. get Thursday and Friday off. Um, I, uh, I'm i going out of town with my family. and uh, oh, so you there's are? Yeah, so there's going to be like, uh, well, you got to get this, and we got to do that, and we got to blah, 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 blah. Well, well, yeah, all, right, well, uh, all right, maybe we should probably talk this off, off the air a little bit, but like... Um, you know, we still got a few more days left that Ooh. we have to schedule. Do you want to pack one in there to, to, to make that travel easier or no? We'll see. We will. Let me let me let me find out when they're leaving, when we're getting there, when everything's happening. Okay. But, all, right. All, right. all right. I'm pretty flexible. Thanksgiving. I don't okay. have a, lot, a whole lot going on. So if you need that day, we'll just I was going to say the thing is we've got the holiday coming up, too. we got Christmas coming up and I know we're going to want time off there. We got to we got to we got to find out what we got left. Got times. Got things we got to do. All right. So nostalgia is big. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's why a lot of these comic book movies are, you know, cleaning up at the box office because, you know, people are growing up and they, but they read comics as a kid and, you know, Throwback Thursday is a big thing and like all this stuff. Right. Yeah. And uh, I just went and saw the Queen movie. Now, I believe that that's nostalgic base, right? There's a little bit from when you were 100%. growing up, you know, things, things like that. And music, I believe, is one of the original forms of of walking people through um, nostalgic feelings. Right. There are still songs that I'll hear now as a grown up that were big when I was a kid and they'll take me right back to that moment and make me think about individual people. It's weird how music can do that. I watched this documentary or it was a video or something once and they were dealing with people with Alzheimer's, like severe cases of Alzheimer's. And this was on Netflix and I saw this. It was really good. Playing music for them. I forget the name of it is really good. From their past, from their ages, yep. really 15 to 25, whatever music was popular during that era of, of, of the world, um, that would be the only thing that could reach these people it was you know they couldn't remember their grandkids they couldn't remember their wife they couldn't remember anything they didn't know where the hell they were but you played that song that big band music or whatever it was and all of a sudden boom they recognized that they could sing along they could be a part of it and kind of have that feeling again so yeah that's i mean dude music is 100 percent the original throwback thursday absolutely and before the queen movie they showed you the trailer of rocket man which is the story on elton john um, I kind of regret not putting Elton John in the top vocalist the Mountain Rushmore conversation that we had. Really? I because I do. I think Elton John's amazing. I really do. But okay, I love him. Wow, I I would never even consider him for that. Now I love him. I saw him at the Q back in the day. Hey, and Billy Joel. I saw that tour. I saw him at the Cavelli Center like two years ago. That was really good. Everyone said this last show of his was amazing. I so. believe it. I've never seen Elton John. As a matter of fact, I saw him once in Vegas for like a radio promotion um, for like, I don't know, the some award show or whatever. And he played like 20 feet away from us in a room full of like 50 people. It was amazing. It was amazing. He is, there's no doubt, he's amazing. So they're making his movie. Now, again, wouldn't have been at the top of my list of let's make sure we get an Elton movie out there, right? Now, that's just my list. And I did really like the Runaways movie about you oh, know yeah. that all-female band from the 70s. I love the Runaways. And so I really, really like that movie. But it got me thinking. This is obviously the next wave of 
nostalgic and them reaching in your pocket taking the money. Right. Enough of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Let's go classic rock movies. That's what they're going to do. Well, they'll still make the Ninja Turtles movies. Yes. But they'll make, they'll make the other ones too. Yeah, but they're going to go. I believe this is going to catch on okay. like wildfire. We got the Motley Crue movie coming to Netflix. I believe this is going to be the next wave of this. So it got me thinking. Whose movie do we need the most? Like, who's... Like, when I say to you, they're going to start doing this. This is the idea. Every studio is going to want to get their version of this. Who do you think... Who is... Phantom is like, all right, this movie needs to be made. The movie that I'm going to want to see out of all this and the one I'll be most excited about, Guns N' Roses. Wow. No question about it. I feel like this... They're the perfect movie band. I, I mean, just... Everything about them is like, dude, yeah, I got to go see that movie. Wow, I never even thought of them. From the beginning to what was the end of like, after after Use Your Illusions and how everything kind of blew up. And then, of course, you'll get a little bit of like Axel and Slash returned into the stage for the first time. Slash tears into this, opening things up, and then the credits roll. Maybe what you do is show new footage of them out on tour this last yeah. year as the end of the movie. Yeah, I mean, and there, I do. I, I could have came up with uh, 10 other bands, but I feel like none of them stand up to the Guns N' Roses story. All right. Now, this should be easy. I, of course, am going to nominate Kiss as one of the bands that should get a movie. Definitely have done enough, big enough, influence enough. There's enough visual stuff yeah. that makes it a good movie to watch. The soundtrack's obviously going to be great. So I like that one. But if I'm if we're going if we're gonna do it for most people, I mean, how's the Ozzy movie not the hit, right? Mm, it's a good story. You get the plane going down with Randy. You get that whole thing going on. You get a couple of different things, and maybe you even start it since everybody knows the history so well. As he's being thrown out of Black of Sabbath. Sabbath. And like, cause that whole thing, people might not know. He was like holed up in a hotel room and Sharon had to like come and get him and like cleaned him up and like did the whole thing. Like he thought his life was over. Crazy Train would be the obvious name of the movie, right? I mean, yeah, I'm not running. I'm not getting, I'm not wild. Like Elton John's movie's called Rocket Man, right? Right. I would have just simply called it Elton. I would have just simply called it Elton. Now that's nitpicky. I, like, okay, name the gun, name the GNR. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah, I mean that's you know the hit's always going to be an easy like answer to that. Um, Ozzy, I 100% think is a great idea, especially post Sabbath Ozzy. I think that would be an awesome story. It's a great story because then once again you could take you him, get the bat, you get all that. And- you, you, well, no, because the Munch story was before, right, dude? No, I no, wish, no. Oh. that was Munch. Randy Rhodes and Ozzy. So those of you that don't know, they were sitting at a bar. I think it was outside of the airport near Columbus. <laughs> this is such a great story. And dude. Ozzy and Randy are hammer drunk. And Ozzy's just like mumbling. Munch can't make sense of it. <laughs> Randy Rhodes gets, starts screaming at Ozzy, stands up and like walks out. Munch asks Ozzy, what the hell happened? He's like, yeah, Randy was kind of being a jerk, so I, I whipped it out and I peed down his leg. He peed on him under the, the table. table. Under, under the, the table. table. As Munch was right there. <laughs> Just goes to show you Munch's state of mind right then and there. So there's a grown man peeing underneath the table. You didn't see it. Um, Another obvious, I feel like, answer to this question, and I, I, not my favorite band, but Led Zeppelin has to be made, right? Yes. That's for most people, but give me the Stones movie for me Ooh, first. I would take Stones too. Give me uh, the Stones sure. movie for me as a fan first. Um, a lot of people saying Zeppelin, a lot of people saying The Who. Um, here's another one, and I don't care for this band much. As a matter of fact, I think they're overrated. But do they warrant 
a movie? Was the story wild enough? Is there enough good stuff to see in it? The answer is yes across the board for Leonard Skinner. And I don't even love him, but it's a movie I'd want to go see. See, this is what I'm saying. This is a way to get guys like me to the movie theater who don't necessarily want to go to the movie theater. But if you show me this versus, and think about it, all these bands have written books by now. So it's already down. Scripts are pretty much done. The stories are all supposed to be true, right? So how is this not the next wave of this? It has to be. I'm being asked, do you count some of the older rock biopics? La Bamba, Buddy Holly story, Walk the Line. Well, Walk the Line's not really old. Yeah, and, and, and no, because like there were superhero movies before X-Men, but like the modern, you can't count La Bamba. You know what I mean? No. Now, I do think if we go back in time to that era, I think a very interesting and like very worthwhile movie would be the Elvis Presley story. I mean, I think that would be great, but I don't count La Bamba as like a as a as is what we're trying to get at here. No, I would agree with that. So, I, I started with Ozzy. You're picking one. You're going Ozzy. I'm picking Ozzy. You're picking Ozzy. All yeah, right. just because the stories are so good. The stories are so good. And imagine the lights coming down in the theater and this rips open. I, I, I. Yeah, dude. Who wouldn't be hyped for that? All right. Everybody, let's do drugs in the parking <laughs> lot at the movie theater. <laughs> Kidding, obviously. Yeah, joking. <laughs> You're shot at $1,000 to spend any which way you want. Doesn't necessarily have to be drugs in the movie theater. <laughs> you can give it back to me maybe if you want. But you're shot at $1,000 right now. You're shot at $1,000. Now, text the nationwide keyword money. Yo, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show here with 2020 Vision. Thanks to my good friends over at the Rollholt Vision Institute. Now, people ask me all the time, Fantone, would you do LASIK surgery again? And the answer is 100% yes. And the reason why is because I never have to worry about dealing with the inconvenience of glasses or contacts again. I don't have to worry about where my glasses are. I don't have to worry about contact solution. I don't even have to worry about do I have contacts, man. I just open up my eyes and I see 2020. You could be doing the same thing. All you have to do is get the information which is available to you at roholtvision.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Another shot at $1,000 shortly after 10 a.m. Teresa is going to get you guys hooked up. We have a little audio here. We're going to run from the Ventura County Sheriff's Department about that uh, mass shooting that took place in Thousand Oaks last night. Ron was a hardworking, dedicated sheriff sergeant. He was totally committed. He... Gave his all, and tonight, as I told his wife, he died a hero because he went. <laughs> he went in to save lives, to save other people. Man, you can hear it. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's a real. That's a real human moment right there, where you can hear it. It's like a guy who he's probably known forever. I mean, the guy served on the force, you know, twenty nine years. Yeah, was getting ready to retire this year, maybe next. They say. You know, right around there, and it's just—I mean, that's God. What a hard job that has to be to like go and tell that guy's family that, and to address, you know, everybody on camera and like kind of hold it together. It's got to be a tough gig. Yeah, and you could hear it towards the end there, where he said he was speaking to his wife, and you could just hear the pain in his voice. And I—I I, I can't even imagine it, and I—I yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, you know? it's not—it's—it's it's not great. And again, we—we're not going to get you know uh, bogged down and you know who's right and who's wrong and what law will do this. And right. I, I'm just—I'm not doing it. I'm not right. doing it. Um, you know, there's plenty of time for that, and I just don't feel like right now is the right time to do it. Um, I will tell you uh, that this is, I don't know if it's necessarily breaking news, but I see it all over everybody's Twitter right now. 
Um, oh my God. The next few days are going to be really, really, you know how happy actually this is very selfish and probably not right. But when this information I'm about to tell you makes me happy tomorrow's Friday because I'll have one day of it and then I'll be able to hide for a couple of days. And I'll right. make it. But apparently Ruth Bader Ginsburg fell down in her office last night and she's in the hospital now with a couple of, uh, they say broken ribs. Now I don't, again, I haven't read everything yet. We'll see there, but she's got a, fractured ribs. I'm sorry. That's what the word is. Okay. Yeah, fractured ribs. She's got three or four of those. So get ready for the, now there's going to be another seat open. Get ready. Get ready. You guys, oh, oh the political ads are over. over. You all were so happy to have the political ads be over. It's, it's, it's frustrating because you take a mass shooting, you take what could be a serious health injury with a Supreme Court justice and then you throw it on what was what two days ago the election it just feels yesterday was results day so like it just feels like yeah that's right any yeah. any any positive momentum that that you may or may not have felt about like the country coming together and starting to heal a little bit and trying to move forward i just feel like there's so many hurdles now there's just so many things every single day it's another something that's going to divide us even further it's just brutal i need a little bit of good news here so let's tell you about this lamar sharp our good buddy canton police officer our friend yeah Says he was honored to be the recipient of the Canton Chamber of Commerce there 2018 Community Salute Award of Appreciation. Hell yeah. Says thank you to all that have supported my vision and even those who have always doubted my vision. When you believe in yourself and what you stand for, negative opinions mean nothing. Yeah, doubting that guy's mission or vision, I don't necessarily get. I mean, his his vision and mission is I want to be nicer to people and I want other people to be nicer to me. I mean, what are you doubting? I mean, what are you naysaying? You doubt can can that can that community and police relationship improve? You doubt can like one person make a difference? You doubt like is Canton worth saving or able to be saved? And through all that doubt, Lamar obviously felt one way and dedicated himself to it. And I think the results kind of speak for themselves right now. Not stupid. It's stupid to doubt Lamar Sharp at all, dude. He will squash you. The man is a giant, a leviathan, just huge. But he no. can also look the other way when you're speeding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't doubt that dude. Be friends with that dude. That's what I do it for. No, I uh, I like him, man. And look, we started this show this morning by me talking about how I'm a little bit of a pessimist, right? right? So I need the Lamar Sharps of the world. I don't want everybody to be like me. I know that's what a lot of people think is that I want a bunch of me as a bunch of Sandsbury's running around. No, 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 dude. The world... <laughs> Hey, you don't got to pile on. I'm doing it. I'm telling him that would be bad. I, you know what I mean? Maybe hide your real emotions there a little bit. <laughs> Just whenever he gets a chance to drive that bus right over top of my fat ass. Look, there he is right there. Can't wait to do it. John Dorsey, I believe, is going to get this right, and maybe Jimmy Haslam's going to let him. That's next on The Stansbury Show. The Stansbury Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106. Yo, guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show. You can hear the joy in my voice already, dude. Canton Charge season, uh, it is back upon us. It kicks off this weekend, Saturday night, at the Canton Civic Center. Doors open at 6. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. as the Canton Charge take on the Erie Bayhawks. Dude, this is the eighth season in Canton, dude. You are formally invited to come out to the opening night. Tickets start at just 9 bucks. They're available at CantonCharge.com, and everybody in attendance is going to get hooked up with a charge magnet schedule. We'll be having Cavs two-way player John Holland on the Stansberry Show later this week, and you know he'll be hitting the hardwood for the charge uh, this Saturday night. It all goes down to the Canton Civic Center. Like I said, get your tickets at cantoncharge.com. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. I'm Rock 106.9. Teresa going to get you guys hooked up with $1,000 shortly after 10. 
That will continue until 9 o'clock this evening, by the way. We'll have more charge tickets for you tomorrow. John Holland joins us on the program as well, charge player. Looking forward to that. John's a friend of the program. We like John. So we made you aware earlier, the announcement was Jimmy and D. Haslam going to put John Dorsey completely in charge of the coach ink search for your Cleveland Browns. Now, I like this. I want football people making football decisions, and I like it. I think analytics, there are going to be areas where you can show me where it's going to help sports. But I believe overall it is hurting sports. I'm not going to necessarily say overall I think it's hurting sports. I think what the problem is here is at any point in an athletic competition, you're looking to get that upper hand. And uh, if you're just going to ignore the analytical side of it, you're not using all the weapons in your tool chest. Agreed. Now, if you only use analytics, that's a problem as well. But you have to, you got to have that a part of it. I don't think that they measure heart. And I think that that's football especially is a heart game. Um, but I like football people making football decisions. Yeah. This guy spent what twenty years with the Packers or something like that. It was he was in Seattle a while. Um, you know he had been with Kansas City. He this guy knows. I believe John Dorsey knows what he's doing. I mean, look at the draft picks he made this year. Everybody making impacts. I mean, everybody's making an impact. Do you feel like now you've been? I feel like up and down on Baker. Well, I'm choosing to, when Baker does well, I'm going to give him some credit, be okay. kind of eye on him. But when he's not doing so well, I'm going to point it out and be like, well, that wasn't great. Yeah, I th- I'm going to be honest about Baker's when I'm going to be. I guess if nothing else, with Baker, with Denzel Ward, with other picks that have been made and other decisions that have been made within the Browns recently, I think John Dorsey has done enough to get the benefit of the doubt here. And if, I'd if, agree. If, 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 if you'd swung and missed on the first two draft picks and all of a sudden, then maybe Jimmy Haslam feels like, you know what, I don't trust you, but you got to give the guy enough room to to get the job done, and, and hopefully he's right here. And I don't believe, now maybe I could be wrong here, I don't think he's going to go down into the college ranks to pull a guy up. I really don't. I don't know. I think he's going to stick with an NFL person. He can point to record. He can point to like success in this league. And I also think it's very interesting. Now maybe I'm reading too much into this. But a day and a half after Bruce Arians is like, yo, dude, I kind of want to coach the Browns. Jimmy Haslam's like, yo, Dorsey's going to get to pick. Okay. Are they tipping the hand here? Um, Are we getting Bruce Arians? Now, a part of this complications is the Rooney rule, and you're going to have to interview other people just to have it. So, like, there's yeah. going to be there's going to be plenty of names that circle around this drain right here. Um, do they already have their decision made with Bruce Arians? I don't know. I don't. He's uh, our buddy Dustin brought it up. Sixty six, and like uh, the health is not great, and it's like, are you really going to put that on him? Or, and are you going to get what you want out of him when he's dealing with you know? Okay, I believe that him saying if I was going to co- come back and coach anybody, I'd coach the Browns. Right? Is him? Wouldn't he say I can't coach anymore? Like, isn't he? This is isn't this Arian saying? I'm healthier than people think I am, and I can do this? Or is that him convincing himself that he is? Is that him lying to himself? Like, I'm capable of doing this still. Of course, I still got gas in the tank. Of course, I'm Bruce Arians, dude. I'm a tough man. And it's like, well, do you really? I'm not afraid of Arians 66. I'm not afraid of just, again, people older than this are running the country, right? So, like, there's yeah. that. If So, if you can run the country, you can run the Browns, right? And... So I said this about Arians the other day. 66, right? Right. Let's say he gives me four years until he's 70. Right. You know damn well, at least I believe this to be true, 
that at the tail end of that four years, this franchise looks better then than it does right now. So why do I not just take Arians for those four? Again, what was I saying earlier? Everybody's Super Bowl a bust now. That's that's everybody's mentality. What you need to do first is stabilize. And I believe Arians, much like I believe Mike McCarthy, again, probably needs a new situation outside of Green Bay right now, given everything that's going on in there. But Mike McCarthy, again, I believe stabilizes franchise. I like the idea of stabilizing the franchise. I like putting somebody with NFL credentials into that role. Um, But I also like the idea of going truly all in on Baker. And what I worry about when you put these guys, the Mike McCarthy's and the Bruce Arians, is these dudes are so... Here's my idea. This is what's going to work. This is what it's going to be. I'm worried that it's going to be Todd Haley 2.0, square peg, round hole with the kid. And I feel like, if nothing else, you've got Baker on your team now, and you have to match the coaching style to him as opposed to having him match the coaching style. Agreed. But, again... Arians watching the game, doing the broadcast, is telling you a lot about Baker and saying, man, look at this, and I kind of like this, and I kind of like this. So maybe this is what it is. Maybe Dorsey's like, you know what? Arians wants this team. He's head coach credible for sure. He knows offense. Again, go look at the quarterbacks he's worked with. He's made them all better. Made Andrew Luck a little bit better. Got the best out of Carson Palmer. Bruce Arians is proven, right? So so, so you like that, but Dorsey's real with him. Bro, you're 66. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go get the, nun, the the next young offensive coordinator, play caller, offensive genius that you hear all the time now, right? We're going to go get that guy, and he's going to be your offensive coordinator, and we're going to do a hand-the-baton system here for the Cleveland Browns, which is your team for a few years, but the whole goal is to usher this guy in into head coaching territory. And I think if you get a coach off the sideline, out of the broadcasting booth, you can kind of sell him on that stuff versus a guy who's going to want to come in here and do everything his way. Like, sell him on it. Like, yo, dude, Arians, you're the guy. You're the man. But you only got so much gas in this tank, so help us get all the way to the final destination. And I believe that that could possibly be true and what, what's happening there. I have no idea why I remain optimistic with this team. I have no idea. <laughs> Who are you, dude? What? what? But I have believed in John Dorsey since they have signed John Dorsey. I had said, I believe this is the most important signing that this team has done in a while is this GM. And if Jimmy and D can get the hell out of the goddamn way and let this football man do football things, I think things go a little bit better than what we all maybe think because we've been beaten by this team so many times. Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000. That will be shortly after 10 a.m. Aside from that, we're done. After 10 is when you can find the podcast at WRQK.com as well. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon. See you. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9.